0: Subject to change. We've been talking about change. Dr. Crystal talks. opened uh, this month with last week's message on change. And everyone goes through change. So this is something that affects every one of us. And when change comes, it, you may think it's just a little thing, but it's just, I'll go over different changes. But every, every one of us goes through different seasons. We were children, we were teenagers, we were young adults. Uh, you, you were single, you were married. Change comes where you live, where you move, your income, the car you drive, the people who are your friends. And every time change comes, it's not just me making the change. We are, change is forced upon us because of these natural things that we go through. And what I've found, me personally, that When change comes, uninvited change or invited change, that it has the potential to either make us a victim or a victor, make us victorious. When change comes, even if it's something good, some of us have bought something or moved someplace or got a better job, and we realize This is the worst thing that ever could have happened. I hate it. I don't like the hours. I don't like the people I'm working with. It's not in my wheelhouse. And you become, you can become a victim of the change that you asked for or didn't ask for. So this is something that every one of us have experienced. Some of us are going to take this message wonderfully because we've been victorious or right now at this moment we're victorious but I want you to know that we're all always all of us are always standing at that precipice every morning when we wake up not knowing what changes have been made for us am I going to be a victor or a victim wow so let's get started. So that's right, pull your toes back a little bit because I'm going I'm, I'm to invisibly walk down every aisle, and if you just have your feet sticking out there, it's going to get stepped on. So you, I don't care if you can put up a little guard right now, I'm coming for every one of us. Every one of us fall into this category, so please uh, give me your patience and, and and try to hear what the Lord would say to you. But this comes from... A story that we all know very well. It's not the story that's new, it's what's in the story that describes where we we're at and what we have to deal with. <clears throat> One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where He was put every day to beg from those who were going into the temple courts. You know, you beg from those who've given themselves to the Lord. I know where the answer is. Even people who are afflicted with evil spirits, they're drawn to where the spiritual stuff is happening. So was this man. He was looking for help. When he saw Peter and... And John, about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. That's new today. Looking, Someone looking you in the eye. I was getting on a plane months ago, and there was a big person here, and there was a big person here, and there was my seat. They both were kind of overflowing onto my seat. And I looked at them in the eye and immediately they, they panic I go well guys, y'all gonna go together and upgrade me to first class and they went and they like, they didn't even hear me I was making a joke guys I was making it is it is. just you terrify people when you look them in the eye but this guy was looking for something and you know it was not any different from then he was trying to get eye contact because he knew if he got eye contact I got him so he's going you know Help me, help me. And Peter and John looked at him. You know what he's thinking. I got him. I'm going to get what I think I need. He made the eye contact. Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. It was done a second that that eye contact was made. Verse 6, I think we move on. Peter said, silver or gold I don't have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Then he took him by the right hand and helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple. See, he couldn't go in the temple because however, he was considered unclean. He had... Something wrong with him. And so everyone saw him that way and he wasn't allowed into the temple. But he was right there at the gate. Then he went with him into the temples walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow. When something happens, when something changes, this man was born lame. Something changed. Guess what changed? Well, he was born that way. Changed for his family. His whole family now has changed. The way they're going to raise him, the way people see him. Um, We've all experienced, if you lose your job, if you lose your job, if you gain a job. Do you know, when <clears throat> Crystal and I built our house years and years and years and years ago, and you know I, we just built it, when we didn't have a house, we felt different because all our friends had already owned houses. They, they had owned houses for, for the last 10 years. They bought a house when they first got married. Crystal and I didn't. We waited until we were about 30, and I built one. And I felt a little different because of all my friends who have houses. As Soon as I built a house, we'd have people from the church come over and going, wow, this is nice. And I, I felt weird. Something had changed. It was like there was a relationship. I left one group to join another group, homeowners and non-homeowners. When you didn't have children, hey, when all your, you were single kind of but married and then you had children, it's like now all your friends have to be couples with children. Is that, isn't that right? Something changed when you were single. It's like, oh, all my friends are married. I have to find some more single friends. We do this to ourselves, but things change, and we need to grasp it. So you lose a job. You build a house. You don't have a house. You're an apartment dweller. Things change, and you see yourself as that way. You see yourself single. You see yourself married. But you know what? When you have an infirmity, You see yourself with an infirmity. You carry yourself as someone who's been a victim of change. I'm a victim. I'm single. Well, what changed for you? All my friends got married. How did that make you a victim? but it does. Or it can make you a victor. You're not married. I'm divorced. I am married. Some people, each, every little change, and you, we, know, we know these people if we're not those people ourselves at some time. But here in this situation, this man is crippled, and he can't go. He, his life is hindered because of this weak ankle thing. It affects every bit of them. Victim of change or victor of change. Every time a change comes, you can't just blow it off because you have to realize it's going to change something. When little Mark, little Mark Hunter was born, there was something different about him. And then we realized he's autistic. He's autistic. He got diagnosed as uh, autistic. Do you think that changed everything? It changed everything. It changed everything in our family. And you can be a victim of that, or a victor. And for a long time, it, it, we were victims. How it affected us. You know, we were kind embarrassed. We didn't want to say, oh, he, "Oh, excuse him. He's autistic." And we decided. One by one, each, each one of the family members decided, we're going to be a victor of this. We're not going to settle that he's going to be less. we got to gear up that he's going to be more. And every day, we, st- it, we, we would go through a battle, a different battle with different schools and where he's at and what we need to do. And I want you to know that we are, have been on the winning end of this once We decided that we were not going to allow his weak ankles to affect who he was, who he's going to be. We were not going to be a victim of change that came to our family. Change affects all of us. And a lot of people go, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. When you say it doesn't matter, he says I don't want to gear up for the battle. I don't want to be the victor of this. I don't want to win this one. Well, if you don't, you you're going to be subject to it. And you know what? And this, and being that I've been in this industry, counseling, I would see this over and over and over and over and over again in individuals and in families. And there's only the, the term I've come up with it is just a victim syndrome. People become victims of change. And guess what? Change happens to everyone. Every one of us are in this battle. You may be in that battle today of this change. And if you're not today, it will be tomorrow. Because you know what might happen tomorrow? Change. You're going to be a a year older. You're going to be this. Everyone talks about, oh, tomorrow I turn the big 6-0. Guess what? You're the big 5-9 right now. (laughs) <laughs> How did this sneak up on you? Guess what, tomorrow is has gotta look a whole lot like today. <laughs> you don't just, boom, there's 10 years. I'm, I'm gonna wake up being 10 years older. No, you're waking up one day older. But for some reason we think that was the big change, the 6-0, it's like wow, the 5-0, the 4-0. Why is it always the O's? Yeah. Why not? 42. Oh man, tomorrow I'm 42. No, tomorrow I'm 40. Like uh, 41 will be nothing. You heard that right? 41's nothing. It's that 40. Like, wow. You're going to ch- Change is going to come, and you're going to have to decide: Am I going to fall into that syndrome? I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to blame everything that's gone wrong on this one thing. I, uh, in the last couple years, I would always go to a file, and I have a victim syndrome file. Of when I've experienced trying to counsel somebody who is just a victim. They are a victim. They've been a victim all their life. And some of them, I put down quotes that they say. And it's amazing how they all kind of identify with that same train of thought. This victim syndrome. That they're not dealing... That, that They want to blame things, people, parents, for the way they are. Wow. So, how do we, how do we get past that? Because this guy sitting at the gate was in the victim syndrome. Here's, here's what happens with the victim syndrome. If you think there's an answer for your problem, it's not the answer. It just empowers the syndrome. What did he think the answer was? Money. If I could just get money. Money was keeping him, helping him to survive, but he starts to identify with that person. He starts identifying with that answer, and Peter comes along, and the guy's going, hey, bro. Peter goes, silver and gold, I don't have it, but what I got, I'll give to you. And he takes him by the hand. He said, do you know what your real problem is? You identify with this Affirmity This is who you are This is who you are Oh I'm divorced Is this who you are Oh I lost my job Is that who you are Oh everyone and time turns on me Is that who you are You're identifying with it He takes them by the hand Do you know you weren't supposed to touch the unclean That disqualified Peter To going in there Because he touched the infirmed. And he goes, brother, here's what I'm going to give to you. Jesus says, get up. You know, and if he didn't get up, I think Peter would have said, all right, you're getting up tomorrow. You're getting, but you stop being in the syndrome. You stop thinking that the answer is this. Peter cut right through it. He cut cut through the argument. And and actually, he cut through this guy's spirit. That spirit that wants to manipulate people. I don't know if you've been around people who are always victim, 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 victim. And they tell you this story of how they're a victim and are trying to get you to feel sorry for them. Instead, the church needs to say, brother, I know you're going through it. But in Jesus' name, shut up. (laughs) Just shut up. You're coming to me in one spirit. Peter, Peter, this guy, it was a battle of the spirits. This guy's going, man, my syndrome, I'm going to give it to me. Identify with me. Tell me this is the answer. You give me money. You're agreeing with me. This is my answer. And Peter says, no, I'm coming to you in another spirit. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Get up and walk. You know, I'm going to tell you today, today, a lot of us are going to get up and walk that which you've been hiding, things that you've not allowed the Lord to heal, things that you thought, oh, I'll just do this and it'll go away. I want you to know it's still there. That spirit syndrome, that, that negative, th- that infirmity is still there. You know, besides, <laughs> he didn't bring him into the temple because it wasn't allowed into the temple. He was at the gate. The gate is a transition from being here, from being outside inside. He was at the gate. And there's a lot of us that are still at the gate. We're wondering, why, why haven't I been that recognized? Why, hasn't, why don't I feel God like the, the other people feel God? Me? Why, why aren't I a leader? It's because too many see your infirmity. You're, you're, you're thinking that something is going to answer that infirmity instead Jesus just healing you standing firm that guy didn't get to that gate by himself someone carried him and placed him there and then he didn't get from there to inside the temple till Peter took him by the hand too many of us are waiting for miracles to happen right up here they need to be happening out there according to what I read in the Bible the big miracles happen outside and we bring them in I just want to release you, release you to have that miracle. Someone's got to carry these people. Yeah, besides this, besides me thinking and believing that you are the next leaders, guess what? They're also at the gate waiting for someone to carry them in. We need to carry some of these people. <laughs> Crazy story. I was working for a mega church. And there was this old couple, they were like in their, probably my age now. (laughs) And they've been friends forever. They're probably, they're probably 62. Um, (laughs) But back then, I mean, they were like, you know, a million years old uh, when you're 30. so, (laughs) So they go, hey, we want, we want to get married and I think they may had been married and divorced. They both came to the Lord, and they were going to get remarried. They said, we just want to do a little quiet thing at the church. Would you come and do it? They're going to have the little youth pastor come and do it and on a Saturday. I said, sure, I'd love to do it. So I go, oh, no, I'm late. You know, I take a shower. I get dressed up. I'm in a suit. I got my Bible. I hop in the truck. I crank it up. I'm going. I'm going,
1: ah,
0: I'm on vapors. I'm on paper, so I'm going, dear Lord, Lord, just make gas, put gas in there, My miracle, let me get there. This old couple, oh my goodness, and I'm driving there, and I turned a corner. I'm about a mile away from the church, and I, gah, gah, gah. put it in neutral, coast. I, actually, I coast into a bar. <laughs> And I put it parked, locked it, took my keys. I'm going, I got to get there. I grabbed my Bible, had my keys in my pocket, my suit, my Bible, and I'm outside in this bar parking lot. <laughs> I'm going, I got to get there. I got to get there. I'm going, I got five minutes to get them. Half a mile and a half down the road, this car pulls over. I go run open the door. And the, <laughs> these two old people are like, Get in. <laughs> it was a couple I was marrying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, we could do this right here, <laughs> like, and in the bar parking lot, you know. And, so, and it, uh, it's, it was fun. It was just fun. <clears throat> but so they, they go they, on the way back uh, to the church. They're Going, we never expect to see anybody in a suit with their Bible in the parking lot of a bar hitchhiking, and then we realized it's the man who's going to marry us. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I got a ride then. And you know, if I needed a ride today to get to church, I got plenty of rides. You know when I needed a ride? is when I didn't know anybody from church. That's when I needed a ride. That's when I needed someone to pick me up. And that's what Peter did. No one could get this man. Some people helped him to that point, but they couldn't get him any further. But he reached down and took him by his hands. Let me tell you the incredible thing about this syndrome. The only thing wrong with this man with his ankles. So he would he'd be seated. But I don't know if you've been around people with, you know, who are in wheelchairs and they've got a mind they they're quite clever because they've been been manipulating people to help them survive they have eyes They're usually their arms are incredibly strong their backs are strong you know their thighs could even be because they picked them up but i'm just just see me as the most brilliant man you know maybe a great artist An orator, I could write. I can sculpt. But when you see me like this, it defines all the rest of me, doesn't it? Helpless, poor soul. It's just my ankles. It's just my ankles, but they're defining all of me. We as God's prophetic have got to see past ankles and reach out to these people. Say, be whole. Be whole. Stop identifying yourself. Look what you have. Realize there's another answer for you. Stop manipulating good people. Because there's, a, there's this battle of spirits. That spirit of, is trying to manipulate the church. We are a church of grace. We, but we have grace. We're here because of grace. We stay here because of God's grace. But at some point, that thing's got to be dealt with for him to be in the holy of holies. The church doesn't seem somewhere that person has got to see himself healed. And it's us who takes them by the hand. But today, there's a bunch of us who have an area of our life that we're lame because of change. That we think we're less because of change. Because you see yourself crippled in this area. There's a young lady. She's You might have seen her on TV. Her name is Mandy Harvey. She lives in St. Cloud. She goes to church uh, locally. Central, Central, Mer- uh, Central Florida girl. <clears throat> she wrote a song she's going to play for us. And the words of this song, uh, I hope we got it on... Uh, Ca- uh, what's the captions? Because the words of the songs are just incredibly powerful. It says, I don't feel the way I used to because something changed in her life. Because the sky is gray much more than blue. Why don't we take, just let her sing it to us. Hello. And what's your name?
1: Uh, Mandy Harvey.
0: And who's this?
1: My interpreter. What's your name? Sarah.
0: Nice to meet you, Sarah. Nice to meet how you, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Doing well, thank you. Hello. Okay, Mandy, sir, so I think I've worked this out. So you're deaf?
1: Yes, I, I lost all my hearing when I was 18 years old.
0: Wow. And how old are you now?
1: Uh, 29. So it's 10 years.
0: Wow. And Mandy how did you lose your hearing if you don't mind me asking
1: I have a connective tissue disorder? So basically I got sick and my nerves deteriorated
0: So you were singing before you lost your hearing
1: yeah, I've been singing since I was four so I, I left music after I lost my hearing and then uh, figured out how to get back into Singing with muscle memory using visual tuners and trusting my pitch
0: So your shoes are off because you're feeling the vibration. Is that how you're following the music?
1: Yeah I'm feeling the tempo the the beat uh, through the floor
0: and Mandy. What are you gonna sing?
1: I'm gonna uh, sing a song that I wrote called try Okay, can you tell me what it's about? After I lost my hearing I gave up, but I want to do more with my life than just give up so
0: Good for you. Okay, well, look, this is your moment, and good luck. Uh, okay. Andy, I don't think you're gonna need a translator for this. Infirmity to 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 dictate who she was and where she was going to go. We've made a soft start in our children's church that we're developing a special needs Sunday school because there's a, num, a, a, a number of children and parents who are trapped because of this change that's come into their life. We're designing it, and we're we're going to say you know where Mark goes to school and different schools around here, if you're in the area, we have a Sunday school class designed for your children, not to identify them as special needs, but as special. That we are believing God, and we are taking them by the hand to strengthen their ankles. That they are going to graduate in their class by the time they're seniors. They are going to be able to function in this society, and they're not going to be labeled as different And even if people try to put them there, we're not going to allow that child to see themselves that way. Because God says no. He says, church, hear this prophetic word. Go to the gate. Go to that place where someone has delivered their kid as far as they could, that person. And take them by the hand. And there's many in here that fight this label, this infirmity. It's time to say no to it. It, it, And and, you know that list that I had of people who walk in this this syndrome, I've had them come in and they go, you know, I I have to admit failure. I said, I've never had a boyfriend I've never slept with. And now I've come to church and I've slept with someone here. I said, you know what, I'll give you grace, but you are not going to get any closer to this altar, to leadership, until I see that spirit is broken. You need to stand against it. We have people going, oh, my son has a lying spirit. Well, why haven't we attacked that in Jesus' name and not allow it to live in my house, not allow it to live in this building? Yeah, do we need grace? We all need grace, but there's this place where grace allows sin. In the camp, willingly, we've got to say no. There's a healing for it, and I will stand with you until it comes. I will take you by the hand. Until you feel the strength and come the strength and come to your ankles, it's time. It is time for us to be set free and see the work of God in our life and become those leaders. Since that, be able to come close to that, that incredible presence of God. There's a reason why they tied a rope around the priest before they let him before they let him go in the Holy of Holies because if he wasn't clean, he was going to drop dead and they needed to pull him out. It's time that some of us go, Lord, tie that rope around my ankle. I'm going in. I'm going in. Last verse. It says, rise up. This matter is in your hands. We will support you, so take courage and do it. I thought that was the most appropriate scripture for this. Let us deal with that which is in our heart, that we struggle with, that we identify ourselves with, that we disqualify ourselves because of some change. Change is serious. You're going to be the victim or the victor, regardless of your age. If you're turning to the ancient age of 40, be the victor. <laughs> Because I got news. I got 22 years on you. It's okay. You're going to make it. Let's stand. For those of you, let me speak to you directly. That you know what you've you've identified yourself as something that's wounded. That someone else has done this to you. You can't. You are just the horrible things have happened, and my mom and my dad and lo, and my kids don't like me, and you know, and I have four flat tires <laughs> and flat feet. I have hair in my ears. I have hair growing where hair is not supposed to grow be victorious you don't have to love the change but you can be a winner over it over it so let me say to those who identify with this negative syndrome this Victim syndrome. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm not saying it's not going to hurt tomorrow. But what I am saying and what I'm offering is in the name of the risen Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, who illegally entered this world by virgin birth. To become the second Adam. Be healed. Be healed. If you need that healing, just, just reach out like you're taking my hand or the Lord's hand. Take the Lord's hand right now. I'm not going to be defined. My children are not going to be defined. There is healing. There's healing for my heart. There's healing for my family. There's healing for my child. There's hope. Strengthen that which is weak in me. And let me go leaping into the courts. Let me be that voice shouting that the people say, Isn't that the one that was outside the gate every day at three begging? Something's changed. And we're the victor of that change. Something changed again. Lord, that which has changed has caused this syndrome. Let change again and cause victory. I speak change on everyone with their hand up in Jesus' name. And Lord, the same hand that you're taking hold of now, it's going to reach down to the one you show me that I need to bring in. And offer the same help. So I say to you, rise up. This matter is in your hands. We will support you. So take courage and do it. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.